What's up, guys? So, uh, we did a mock draft. It's starting. What's up, guys? So, we did a mock draft. What's up, guys? So, we're doing a 12-team PPR mock draft on Sleeper right now. It already started. I'm at the second pick right now. Uh, PPR, 12-team. Um, so, Saquon went first to Kessman for. I took Zeke second. For me, it's between Zeke, McCaffrey, Saquon. All those guys are in the same bucket for me. I'm grabbing any of those guys and not worrying about it, really, especially in PPR leagues. Um, I'm more worried about hitting on guys in the middle round. So, um, Alvin Kamara, so I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey went after me at number three um, after Zeke, then Alvin Kamara. Uh, Devonta Adams went at five. DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson went at seven. Melvin Gordon went at eight. Michael Thomas went at nine. Joe Mixon went at ten. Uh, Lieberman is on the board. I think it's Max Lieberman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Juju went 111. I realize that Joe Mixon is actually starting to go in the first round, at the end of the first round a lot. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Giovanni Bernard, you know, has that third down role locked up. You know, that's a, that's a, I think it's a huge factor right there. Even though Joe Mixon, you know, is very involved in the pass game at the same time, you know, you kind of want him to get, you know, more work in a higher higher snap percentage that's my main concern with Mixon even though he's one of the safest players uh in the league I'm not just, I'm just not sure he has that you know ridiculous upside um of a every down back um but safe as hell so Juju went after him uh 20 seconds left for fat boy 311 um and even Max Lieberman saying that he wanted Mixon at 11 so you know Mixon's a hot commodity right now I wouldn't be surprised if his ADP goes up even higher um but yeah like guys like Melvin Gordon uh, would I take Joe Mixon over Alvin Kamara? Probably not in the PPR league. I'll probably still go Alvin. Um, Dalvin Cook went at 112, the last pick of the first round, and he's on the board again. Fat Boy 311 is going with Mike Evans at 2-1. Legit. Legit pick right there. So, you know, you're going Dalvin, Mike Evans right there. That's, that's, that's you know, ahead of Antonio Brown. Um... Ahead of Julio Jones, that's that's super interesting right there. That's some real, I guess, um, you know, I guess they're really trusting Bruce Arians in that offense there. Nick Chubb went two two. I personally think Nick Chubb's ADP is a little bit high. Um, forget about Kareem Hunt for a second. You know, Duke Johnson is the guy who plays on third downs and in passing downs. So you know, Nick Chubb's gonna be coming off the field. I think Nick Chubb only had one third down reception all of last year. Um, and it was that inc ridiculous touchdown grab, uh, you know, on, on the sideline, you know, like on his, it was ridiculous. So, but anyway, that was the only third down reception. So that's concerning to me. I don't think his upside is that high. Duke Johnson's going to play that role. He's the better pass catcher. Even though Chubb is very capable of playing three downs, it doesn't mean that he's going to. Um, and then on top of that, you have Kareem Hunt potentially coming back, um, you know, you know, week nine. Um, maybe he won't be integrated right away, but by playoff time, by fantasy playoff time, he might be part of that, you know, part of that rotation. You might have three guys, you might have two, but still, Nick Chubb will never see that upside unless one of these guys get hurt. Um, that's my real, that's my only issue. And at the, in the beginning of the second round, it's a little tough for me personally. Um, Le'Veon Bell went right after Cass FX, uh, right after Nick Chubb, I'm sorry, right after Max. Uh, Julio Jones at 2-4 is a pretty good deal right there. I mean, he has another great shot at leading the re league in receptions and reception yards. And really, touchdowns is a stat that kind of goes up and down. So, you know, he can easily see a high touchdown number two in, in Dirk Cutter's offense. So, uh, OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham going at 2-5 right after Julio. That's a pretty good value right there. The upside is real 
with OBJ. Obviously, he's a little bit risky because you don't know how that offense is going to turn out as far as, you know, the ball distribution. We don't have any, like, uh, hard evidence for that yet. We don't, have, we don't know what the rapport is going to be like between, you know, uh, OBJ and Baker Mayfield. But at the same time, we know that Baker Mayfield had a ridiculous rookie year last year. The deep ball numbers that he had and the deep ball numbers that OBJ have matched together really, really well. You just kind of want, you kind of hope that OBJ gets that 160 target elite, you know, um, elite level targets. You know what I mean? Um, so James Conner going after OBJ, Travis Kelsey going at 2.7. I think that's a great value right there. Antonio Brown at 2.8, another pretty good value. Um, Todd Gurley at 2.9. It's like, when is Todd Gurley going to get off the board, right? It has to happen at some point. But getting Alvin Kamara and, and Todd Gurley right there uh, might be a little bit, risky for me when you consider both of those guys together but at the same time the upside of that is just ridiculous uh, imagine having last year imagine having Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara on the same team PPR leagues killer um, but yeah no I think Todd Gurley is, is a good pick here um, you know we're, we're still a, a little bit early um, you know in our draft um, and I'm sorry in the offseason so the problem with that with with having Todd Gurley is that you know drafting Todd Gurley now trying to figure out if we want to draft Todd Gurley now is that we don't know how many snaps he's going to play. And right now the assumption is that he's going to be somewhat healthy, you know, when it comes uh, when, when it comes down to it. And he'll get like 15 to 18 touches touches per game. Um, so Matt DeFalco, I'm not sure if he's still here, but time is up for him. Uh, he ended up drafting Damian Williams. Great pick. I would have drafted that as well. Uh, so it, it's my go. Um, I, wide receiver, I have Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, uh, Trying to see how much time I have left. Oh, yeah, 48 seconds. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, man, that, that's tough. I, I like Fournette here. Uh, I also like Keenan Allen. Uh, but if I don't end up with Keenan Allen, I think it's it's okay. Um, so because of the lack of... I don't think people are going to take Fournette, man. I, I really don't, coming back around. So I'm going to go Keenan Allen here. How do I do this? There you go. Draft Keenan Allen. I'm hoping that Leonard Fournette falls to me. The running backs available were Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack. I'm sorry, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs. Those are the guys that are on the board right now. So after me went Adam Thielen. Kessman, he took Saquon and Adam Thielen. Now he's on the board again. I'm hoping that he doesn't go Fournette here because that's the guy I'm aiming for early third round. Uh, he didn't. He went to wide receiver again with T.Y. Hilton. It's a great pick. Right there, um, you know the two wide receivers that I, I, I would have chose there were Keenan Allen and Ty. Uh, if I chose Fournette, I would be I would hoping that, I would be hoping that Ty would have fell to me. So I would assume that if I took Fournette, this guy he took you know Kessman took Adam Thielen and Ty. He probably would have took Keenan Allen uh, over Adam Thielen. That's my guess at least. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Leonard Fournette here. It's an easy decision for me. I just think that for you know with with T.J. Yeldon leaving, is a clear void on third down, on passing downs. Doug Marone has said that Leonard Fournette can play that three down role, that every down workhorse. So it's really just a matter of Fournette getting his injury issues and soft tissue injuries, uh, you know, in order. And I just, I don't think that this is a, an injury that just lasts season over season. This is something that he can get over, he can recover from, strengthen, um, and just, you know, prepare for knowing that he had that issue and then come in this year and be the three down workhorse. And a guy playing a three-down workhorse role like Leonard Fournette, his upside's in the first round. So this is kind of where his value is at its lowest it's ever going to be. Um, 
you know, and if he does what he's supposed to do, even if he misses a couple of games, not a big deal. I just hope that it's not the type of fiasco that happened last year. Uh, but, you know, for me, I always shoot for, you know, he's a young, still a young running back. Um, I shoot for guys with ridiculous upside, um, especially when I can get them at their cheapest possible value when you look at, you know, a couple of years. Um, Zach Ertz went right after me. Uh, I think that's, that's a huge tear jump between Leonard Fournette and Zach Hertz. I, you know, Zach Hertz probably wouldn't have been on my radar at this point. Um, but you want to lock that, you know, if you think that Zach Ertz can be that elite tight end again this year, I totally understand that. So you kind of want to lock up that positional value. George Kittle going right after Zach Ertz too. So um, guys are trying to get that tight end locked up. Um, Amari Cooper still on the board. AJ Green, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill. Still on the board, it's somebody I'm kind of aiming for, honestly. Uh, just because, hey, they're probably going to suspend him. He's not getting charged criminally, um, or it doesn't seem that way, at least right now. And, you know, if, if it just happens to be, uh, you know, a six-game suspension, if he comes back around to me in the fourth round, 4-10, I'm sorry, I'm at 4-11, that's a ridiculous value right there. I don't mind. He can stay on my bench for six weeks. I'm fine. The upside that he provides with Patrick Mahomes is totally worth it. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Aaron Jones going right after George Kittle at 3-5. Marlon Mack at 3-6. Um, to Denny, Denny TD. Um, so those, like, those are the running backs that are kind of in the same tier. Um, you know, starting at Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack kind of in the same tier. But I just feel like Fournette has the best opportunity at being that every down workhorse over Aaron Jones and Marlon Mack. So that's kind of why I went in that direction. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that offense in Jacksonville might be a little bit underrated, especially Fournette can be, right? They got rid of Blake Bortles, they brought in Nick Foles. I'm not the biggest Nick Foles fan, but the offense definitely is going to improve with him under center. Um, um, Amari Cooper, you know, at 3-7, that's a pretty good deal right there. You know what I mean? You're not taking a huge risk, you know, going at the 2-3 turn or anything like that. I think, especially for, for Sean Dempsey, who drafted James Conner uh, and David Johnson, he has two two running backs, and to get a potential wide receiver one in Amari Cooper in the third middle of the third round, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why you're okay taking two running backs back to back in the first two rounds because you can get a pretty good wide receiver in the third. Um, the other wide receivers available: AJ Green, wide receiver one upside; Stephen Diggs, wide receiver one upside; uh, Julian Edelman, low end wide receiver one upside in PPR leagues, especially with Bronk, Gronk gone. Assuming he stays healthy, a little bit risky, but you know, it's it is what it is. Brandon Cooks. Tyreek Hill, obviously Tyreek Hill is somebody I'm trying to keep an eye on here. Um, so after Mari Cooper went Josh Jacobs, um, you know, in, in a recent mock I did, I guess a couple weeks ago, I took Josh Jacobs in the third as well. Um, I was at a point where I think I didn't have enough running backs and I wanted to get a guy who has, had a, had a, has a solid floor in PPR leagues. Um, and, you know, I, I had a post about Josh Jacobs as far as, um, you know, what... John Gruden offenses typically give their RB1s, his RB1s, um, and it, it's looking like around 300 touches per year. That's what they're on pace for, um, with some room for the RB2. So there is some room, you know, for, for you know, for a third down back. Um, so I, I think that he could, during in his rookie year, he kind of has a void and it has a direction right into opportunity, which all, which is all that matters to me. I don't need to know how Josh Jacobs is going to react in the NFL. If somebody's getting that type of touches and if he's getting that job from the get, I think I think he'll have uh, 
ample opportunity to, to be just fine and to, to return value in that third round pick, especially if he's going to be involved in the passing game in a PPR league. Um, Patrick Mahomes going right after him um, to Eric th at 3-9. Brandon Cooks after him. David Montgomery, uh, 3-11. Kerryon Johnson at 3-12. And Fat Boy's making another pick after Kerryon at the turn here, the 3-4 turn. Um, but yeah, so this is looking really interesting. Uh, he went Calvin Ridley, 4-1. Um, the other wide receivers on the board were A.J. Green, Stephen Diggs, Julian Edelman, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, uh... Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay. I think this is a little bit of a reach. I think Calvin really usually goes a little bit later than that, but I think he might have some, some. you know, he has to reach here. He has to go for his guy because he's at the turn. He's not going to get another pick for a little while now. So I get it. I get that pick, and I think Calvin really can make a huge leap in year two. Um, you know, just so you know, like, all, any rookie wide receiver who finishes as a wide receiver two or better, you got to bet on them for next year because the numbers have shown that when when that happens for guys, like it's usually a really good career um, and they usually take a step forward as well after their rookie year. So um, I'm all I'm all over Calvin really might be a little bit too early for me. I might have gone with a guy like Julian Edelman, but really possesses a little bit more upside. Philip Lindsay went right after him, then Stefan Diggs. Um, Philip Lindsay, like he's just a, a wild card at this point. Um, he obviously proved himself last year with the opportunity that he had, but there's a new coaching staff there. Um, Royce Freeman is still a great running back who's capable in all three downs as well, um, versatile. So, you know, there, there's, there's a potential where Lindsay loses some work and Freeman gains a higher share in that backfield where, like, they're kind of take away from, taken away from each other. So that's probably one of the reasons why Lindsay is a little bit low compared to, when you compare it to, to what he did last year. Um, but at the same time, there's still a little bit of risk of for him, even in the fourth round. Um, so AJ Green, 4-4. I think that's ridiculous value right there. I think Stefan Diggs, too, is really good value as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, see, I think this is an example of when guys go super running back heavy, um, and then you kind of take advantage. Like, even if you need a running back or you want a running back, you kind of just take advantage of like, hey, listen, at 4-4, I can go with AJ Green, or 4-3, I can go Stefan Diggs. You just kind of have to do it, even if you want a running back. I mean, Especially in PPR, like you just have to do it. AJ Green has top five wide receiver upside. He's done it before. It's just injuries have stopped him, um, and that's the real issue with him. Otherwise, him and Andy Dalton have had great rapport, and I think in in a much better offense, you know, potential potentially going forward. I think with other weapons there, and it could just it could take they could take a step further. But Green's health has always been an issue. Um, after A.J. Green, Devontae Freeman, then Julian Edelman, Derrick Henry at 4-7, Robert Woods, followed by Kenny Galladay at 4-9. Uh, pretty good value there. Um, guess who's still on the board? Tyreek Hill, and I'm one pick away. Matt DeFalco has Christian McCaffrey, Damian Williams, Zach Ertz. Um, no wide receiver yet. So let, let, let's, see, let's see what he does. So he is at auto pick right now. <coughs> so he's going to end up going with Tyreek. So I'm going to write in the check, but Autopick will choose Tyreek for him. So anyway, so yeah, Tyreek is on the board, but he's going to fall. But hey, like it's, it's possible that if he, Matt, you know, actually was playing, it's possible that he wouldn't have chose. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe not. They ended up choosing Mark Ingram for him. 
Okay, so I will go ahead and draft Tyreek. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Mark Ingram ended up going to him, but Autopic, the computer spent, took it for him, so that's great. I'll take Tyreek Hill there, no, no problem. Um, so he, you know, Matt DeFalco's picks are all fucked up. So he, obviously Christian McCaffrey and Damian Williams is, are great. That's just, in PPR leagues, that's amazing. Um, but he, he tripled down on Mark Ingram in the third and I'm sorry, in the fourth with Zach Ertz in the third. Obviously, no wide receivers yet. Going into the fifth, that's a little bit of an issue. But, hey, the computer picked it for him. So, anyway. So, after me, uh, Kessman is on the board. Saquon, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton. Um, now he's on the board here. Um, running backs on the board. Kenyon Drake, Sony Michelle, Chris Carson, James White, Tariq Cohen. Um, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins. My team so far is Ezekiel Elliott, Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, and Tyreek Hill. Um, Kessman's time is up as well. He went Andrew Luck. Oh, no, Kessman's still in here. Um, so he chose Ke he chose Andrew Luck there at the end of the fourth round. He wanted to grab his quarterback. Now he's on the board again. Uh Let's see, let's see where he goes here. So, so far, his team is Saquon, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck. Maybe he wants another running back here. Maybe he wants his third wide receiver. Uh, running backs on the board. I uh, mentioned wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Boyd. Um, it's going to be interesting, man, who I'm going to go with here. Um, you know, when I look at running backs, Kenyon Drake, Sonny Michelle, Chris Carson, I don't see anybody that, you know, really – pops off the page. Chris Carson would probably be the guy that I'm looking at right here, but I don't need that third running back right now. I'd rather, I'd rather go wide receiver with, with guys like Cooper Cup on the board, uh, Tyler Lockett. I'm not as high on him in PPR leagues, but uh, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, um, uh, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins. So I'm on the board. Kessman went uh, Kenyon Drake there. Cooper Cup is still on the board, huge upside there, but I chose Tyreek Hill, so I'm kind of, I want to make sure that I don't, like, trip, double down on some risk uh, with Cooper Cup coming off of that ACL injury. I'm not, I, I'm kind of worried about, you know, soft tissue injuries and stuff like that off of that. Um, not really considered Tyler Lockett, like I said, so Chris Godwin is someone I'm looking at, Tyler Boyd is someone I'm looking at, I think Chris Godwin has huge upside, um, but I'm going to go with, with Tyler Boyd here, because he's my guy, I think he'll be reliable, um, you know, on an every game basis. And I think he's solidified himself as the slot wide receiver uh, in, in Cincinnati. We, we've seen him perform with a quarterback other than Andy Dalton as well. So I, I really like him here, even though the upside might not be as much. But, you know, I have Keenan Allen. I have Tyreek Hill. I want to secure another high upside guy in PPR. So I'm going Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, the guys that, that the guy that I was really considering here was Chris Godwin. I think he might have a little bit more upside, um, but not as high of a floor and, high, you know, as high of a, a assurance that he has a role on this team. Um, has such a high role, a big role on this team is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, so, so far my team is Zeke, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, and Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd as my, uh, as my, uh, you know, wide receiver three is really good. Um, especially with the upside of Tyreek and Keenan Allen. So coming, you know, once Keenan, Tyreek is off of a, you know, assuming six-game suspension or something like that, you know, I think that the team will look really solid. Um, but, you know, I, I would try to grab somebody in the next round coming back. Hopefully I can get a guy, you know, 
I, you know, a guy that I really want is Robbie Anderson. That's a guy I'm trying to draft in every single league this year. Um, I think he has upside, wide receiver one upside, um, you know, with a potential, you know, step forward for Sam Darnold. I think Robbie Anderson can be a guy who has that high upside, can, can you know, change your week in one play, and can also run a bunch of routes and get you six receptions, seven receptions, and get you 100 yards and a touchdown. So um, I think he has that type of upside. And being that wide receiver one on the clear wide receiver one on this team, um, I think I think it, it, it's, a, it's a no-brainer for me. And I'm a Jets fan, so I'm a little bit biased. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not use, I'm not really use, letting that bias dictate my fantasy team. I just really, really like Robbie Anderson going into this year. Um, so after Tyler Boyd went Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett uh, went after him. Aaron Rodgers went at 5'5". Five, five. So three quarterbacks off the board so far. Patrick Mahomes at 3'9". Andrew Luck at 4'12". And Aaron Rodgers at 5'5". Five, five. Uh, Chris Godwin went at 5'6". Good value right there. Um, I would have took him over uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, in PPR leagues, uh, Cooper Cup, like I said, he has the most upside out of, out of any of these guys. But coming off an ACL injury, uh, you know, he's he's aiming for week one, but who knows if he'll be ready. If he's ready, will he be as effective? Who knows? It's just a risk that I'm not willing to take only because I took Tyreek Hill, right? If I took another safer player at 411, I would have came back on the turn and probably went, I probably would have went Cooper Cup over Tyler Boyd uh, because. I wouldn't have taken that risk at the end of the fourth. I would have taken that risk at the, at the beginning of the fifth um, and try to kind of gauge my upside versus the high floor that I've created, you know, throughout the rest of my team. Like, you know, Keenan Allen, Zeke, uh, Fournette, if, you know, assuming he stays healthy. Um, uh, that's that's pretty much my thought process there. Uh, Chris Godwin, like I said, went at 5'6". Uh, Sean Dempsey's at 5'7". Um, so let's see where, where he ends up going. Um, O.J. Howard at 5'7". That's super. That's super interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's a reach for me. Uh, I, I think OJ Howard's an incredible talent, uh, but there's just a lot of risk there. Yeah, I mean, I for me, like, I'm not really buying the fact that you know Bruce Arians never really used the tight end and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't. It, for me, the personnel usually dictates um, you know the players that you use, right? If a person, if if a guy like OJ Howard's on your team and he's just ridiculous right athletically and just a great tight end overall and a great pass catcher they're gonna use him um so we, we just have we just don't have that data yet and that's the kind of the risk that you're kind of facing here i, I would have probably waited a little bit to grab another tight end like hunter henry maybe in the next round or you know something like that um or just grab a tight end late is what i, what I usually do but after oj howard went mike williams chris carson went at five nine uh good value right there for chris carson uh, Hunter Henry, <laughs> he went early too. I guess tight ends are just coming off the board a little early in this draft. Uh, Tevin Coleman at 5'11". Um, Tariq Cohen at 5'12". Um, now the running backs are starting to get off the board here. Tevin Coleman, obviously, you know, we, we don't know that he's going to be their RB1, whether he's going to be, you know, sharing, uh, having an even split with Derek McKinnon. We just don't know. But Coleman, to me, is like kind of like the favorite for the 1A in that offense, but we just kind of don't know that yet. Um... So, you know, it's kind of a shot in the dark, but the upside is real, especially in a Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan offense um, with a guy like Tevin Coleman who's capable of both a run and pass. You know, he's shown that he could be very successful in Shanahan's offense in Atlanta. Um, coming into this, on, on this team with a good offensive line, I think that it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, I think Coleman's going to return RB2 value in PPR easily. Um, Daryl Henderson went 6-1. Um, super, super early for me. 
Um, he could turn out great. You know what I mean? A lot of people comparing him to Alvin Kamara, having that sort of role in this offense. Um, but Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. Everyone wants to be the next Alvin Kamara. Um, everyone wanted to be, you know, the next whatever, right? It might not, it just might not happen. So I think Daryl Henderson's a big risk there. Um, I think he'll be a great compliment to Gurley, and he could be very efficient, and he could return on that 6-1 value. Uh, but I don't want to spend a, a 6-1 uh, pick on a guy who might get there. And I just, I also don't see the upside being so big where you kind of have to take that risk there because I think that he'll share carries with Gurley. And if Gurley goes down, maybe he'll be the 1A, but I think Malcolm Brown's going to be very involved too. And they have a couple other guys there as well. So I just, I don't, I don't buy Dale Henderson being like for their three down back, for example, uh, their goal line back, for example. So I, I think that kind of plays into why I wouldn't pick him there um, because he doesn't have that handcuff, that high upside handcuff, um, link, you know, kind of associated with him. Uh, DJ Moore at 6'2", Robbie Anderson at 6'3", great value. Um, if I'm hoping to get Robbie Anderson at 6'11", that, that might be, you know, too much on my end, but, like, it's it's legit. Like, so if you look at KessFX team, it's legit. Like, Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, Brandon Cooks, Stephen Diggs, Hunter Henry, Robbie Anderson, that's legit, man. I'm going to, let me just tell, tell him right now, because the team is looking legit. So Sony Michelle going at 6'4". Um, so, uh, you know, Eric's two running backs are Chris Carson and Sony Michelle. Kind of went, went zero RB strategy there. Had three wide receivers before he even picked a running back. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green. Dude, that sounds so, so legit. If A.J. Green comes through, he's going to have a sick, sick wide receiver core right there. Three wide receiver ones potentially in his wide receiver core. Combine that with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, if Chris Carson does his thing and Sony Michelle doesn't lose his job, and he'll probably get a couple other high upside guys that could pan out too that he could hit on, you know, in the rest of the seven rounds that we're going to be in. Um, so Baker Mayfield went at 6'5". Um, that's super high, <laughs> right? Like, I, I I don't know if I would have went uh, in that direction at 6'5". That's a little tough for me. Um, you know, obviously, Mayfield's, you know, ceiling is ridiculous. He could finish as the overall QB1. It's possible. But at the same time, you know, for me to, I, if I'm picking somebody in the sixth round, I want more of a track record. I, w I want to know, like, okay, this guy's pretty much a lock for throwing 35 touchdowns this year and, you know, 40, 4,200 yards. And that's kind of what I want. Um, so for, for, obviously, we're shooting for upside here with Baker um, with all the weapons that he has. And he has a weapon, no doubt about it. So it's possible that he absolutely kills it this year. But, you know, you, you're kind of drafting him in a spot that, you know, his ceiling can only go so high. Uh, which is why I like to draft quarterbacks later, especially young quarterbacks, so that their ceiling is is much higher than where you drafted them at. That's kind of kind of my thought process. So James White went after Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, we saw that with Rex Burkhead coming back. You know, James White's role kind of diminished a little bit, um, his touches at least. And I think that if they go with another three uh, back um, backfield in New England again this year, his his role might be diminished a little bit more. So which is why he's going to the sixth round a little bit late. Because um, he started the year out as a surefire, like, almost high-end RB1 last year in PPR leagues. He was killing it. Um, so, you know, the upside is there. If one of those running backs goes down, James White will have a huge role. Um, and, and it's very possible that that happens with when you consider guys like Sonny Michelle. You know, when you consider Rex Burkhead. It can happen. Um, so after, after James White, Lamar, Willer, Lamar Miller went 6-7. Good value. Still, they're three down back right now. Deontay Foreman can get a role. 
might happen, might not. Um, but if he does get a role, it'll probably be early downs, um, and Lamar Miller can keep that third down role and probably still have a role in, on early downs as well. Um, Darius Geis going at 6'8", I think that's really good value right there. Um, we don't know what that backfield is going to shake out like, but if Darius Geis is the guy, he can have some serious upside, especially, you know, he can get 225 carries this year, 30 balls caught, you know, even with Adrian Peterson kind of involved, that's kind of his upside there, but at 6'8", it's kind of a risk worth taking. Um, the, the running backs that he had already were, were Aaron Jones. That was his only running back. So kind of shooting for that upside there, I see. So Sammy Watkins going after him at 6'9". Um, even if Tyreek Hill doesn't, you know, get suspended, you know, or in the games that he's not going to be suspended for, Sammy Watkins is probably going to return wide receiver two value. Um, it's a good value for him. While Tyreek is out, Watkins is going to be the guy. Um, the only thing is that, Watkins never stays healthy, so you might not get enough games out of him to, you know, come back at that value. But six nine, it's not it's not the end of the world. I think that's that's a spot where you're you're willing to take that risk and kind of get yourself associated with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so Matt DeFalco uh, is after Sammy Watkins, um, and his time is up. He's going to Sean Watson. So the quarterback's going up going up early right now. So at running back, um, by the way, I'm not picking a quarterback yet. I just don't see the need to. I love to just stack on running backs and wide receivers. Uh, Rashad Penny, Latavius Murray, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, Royce Freeman. The guys I'm looking at there are Latavius Murray and Rashad Penny, but Latavius Murray is the guy that I'm really I'm looking at right here. Um, you know, I only have Zeke and Fournette as my two running backs. I have three wide receivers, and the wide receivers that I'm looking at are Jarvis Landry, Alshon, Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, Allen Robinson. You know, I love Christian Kirk, but... I could probably get him on the on the on the on the way around. Um, I, I like Dante Pettis too. Those are the kind of the guys that I'm looking at here. So I'm gonna go with Latavius Murray right here and hope that I can come back around and get one of those wide receivers that I like um, at that spot. So Evan Ingram, Jarvis Landry went after me. Um, so I am probably gonna go wide receiver here again and go either. So the guys I'm looking at so on the board right now is Alshon Jeffrey, Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, Al Robinson, Will Fuller. Nikhil Harry, Geronimo Allison. So the guy that I'm looking at is, is Christian Kirk. I think he has huge potential. Um, you know, Geronimo Allison is the guy I'm really looking at as well. I think Geronimo Allison might be the safer player, but I think Christian Kirk can potentially have a little bit more upside, believe it or not, as the potential number one wide receiver going into this year. Um, he can, you know, we say this every year, like, okay, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he's going to take a step back and whatever, and somebody else is going to kind of take over, but it never happens. But this year, if Christian Kirk plays in the slot where I kind of, we, a lot of people kind of see him playing in this offense, particularly because Cliff Kingsbury favors those slot wide receivers, they might want to put the most polished guy in the slot um, with Larry. It's totally possible. Andy Isabella might have a role there. We don't know that yet. So I'm going for the upside, going for Christian Kirk. I think he'll have a solid floor in PPR leagues, have upside as well. Um, you know, this is a three wide receiver, one flex league, and having that fourth wide receiver in my flex, you know, come playoff time might be huge. So that's kind of, kind of, you know, what I'm thinking. You know, uh, Geronimo Allison was super, like, um, intriguing right there. Um, but he might be a guy who, again, might not get huge volume out of the slot. Um, you know, we never really seen... Uh, Aaron Rodgers give the slot a huge volume. I mean, Randall Cobb has played that role a long time, but I think one year he had a lot of volume out of the slot. 
but he mostly fears his outside guys. Um, and, you know, with MVS potentially playing on the outside and improving, he could see a lot of those targets that, you know, Geronimo Allison saw last year on the outside, um, you know, opposite Devontae Adams. Because last year it was just Devontae and Geronimo, and that's it, right? Um, now it's potentially Devontae Adams, MVS taking a step forward, and then also Geronimo. So that's, that's you know, when you look at uh, how a wire series situation might play out, you saw you, you had Christian Kirk. The, the way that I think about this is you had Christian Kirk last year on a terrible team who played really well as a rookie um, on the outside too, playing against better coverage. Um, him going inside, second year, better offense, better quarterback. There's a lot of things that add up for me for Christian Kirk. Um, Anyway, that's a long, I talked a long time about Christian Kirk right there. So Will Fuller went after Christian Kirk. Um, Kareem Hunt, that's, that's pretty good value for Will Fuller, isn't it? Um, Kareem Hunt, 7-4. Dante Pettis at 7-5. Matt Ryan at 7-6. Sean Dempsey on the board. Um, yeah, so like, you know, as far as Will Fuller, as far as Kareem Hunt goes, um, I, I, I can talk about Will Fuller too, but Kareem Hunt, um, yeah, he'll come back week nine or after week nine because I think they have a bye um, late after week eight. So that's another week that you're messing with Kareem Hunt. Um, what's the upside, right? You're going to keep him on your bench for nine weeks and then he's going to come back and then what? You know, you basically are playing with one less bench spot the whole season that you could use. Um, and then he comes back and then what's his upside? Nick Chubb is still there. Duke Johnson potentially still in the rotation even with, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt back. What's the upside? I don't see it. If Nick Chubb goes down, hey, Kareem Hunt, top five running back in that offense. Totally. It, I can totally see that. But you, you're depending on that. And to grab him in the seventh round, that to hold him, hoping for that, is a little tough for me. Um, uh, Alshon Jeffrey going 7-7 after Matt Ryan. Nikhil Harry going 7-8. Uh, really early for me, personally. I think that New England offense as a wide receiver is just super tough to learn that system. Harry's a great talent. Um, but, you know, for me to, to kind of like, if I'm choosing Nikhil Harry at 7-8, I know that what his role is. I know he's getting a, a decent target share, and I, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen because they find other ways to move the ball. They have a bunch of running backs that can catch the ball. You know, they have um, they have Josh Gordon potentially coming back. He can get off the, the commissioner's exempt list, and he can play. He can, And he's already had a year in this system and understands it more than um, Nikhil Harry would. So, um, and he... he it's possible that his his talent is there and he has a better rapport with Brady coming into this year. Um, so him, Julian Edelman, the running backs, um, there's no guarantee that Harry will get the target type of target share that, that we would like to see, especially as a rookie. Uh, wide, you know, rookie wide receivers already aren't as um, desirable. So it's just tough for me in an offense that's very unpredictable, um, not really, you know, high volume passing offense. I'm going to pass on Nikhil Harry, you know, in the seventh round. Um, Allen Robinson uh, going 7-9, Austin Eckler at 7-10, Rashad Penny at 7-11, Nicole uh, Hardman at 7-12. Um, you know, with the news of Tyreek Hill potentially only missing four, six games, eight games? I don't see it, but six games potentially. I just drafted Nicole Hardman um, as a handcuff to Tyreek. Even that is super questionable because that's assuming that Hardman just steps right into that role. And at wide receiver, it's very hard to do. And on top of that, we're just assuming that Hardman's Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? Um, Tyreek Hill doesn't have a role. He created that role because he's elite. Um, 
and that's why he has that role. I mean, they're, it, like they're not gonna just put Hardman right in that high volume, deep passing role. That's just not gonna happen. Um, you know, he does. Uh, Terry Hill does a lot more than just catch deep balls. Um, he does a bunch of stuff, and Hardman can do those things too. But he he doesn't have the same type of agility and quickness that Tyreek had. Tyreek Hill has. Um, so yeah, drafted him at the end of the seventh. Right now, with what we know that he probably won't get suspended a, a whole long, like a lovely long time, it's a little tough for me to draft him there. Uh, Jalen Samuels going at eight one. A lot of people like him, and a lot of people like him to have a huge role in that Steelers backfield potentially. Um, we know that he's probably the running back who has who will have the most value um, if you know James Conner were to go down. Um, so I can see you know grabbing him now. The guy who grabbed him, Fat Boy. Doesn't necessarily have uh, James Conner, but he's his fifth running back. He has Dalvin Cook, Mac Evans, uh, Carryon Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Daryl Henderson, and Jalen Samuel. So he's really going for that upside um, at the draft on Daryl Henderson too. Uh, 8-2, Royce Freeman. Uh, Edo Smith going at 8-3. Uh, that's an interesting pick right there. I I guess, you know, you're kind of banking on Devontae Freeman getting hurt. Um and he didn't even pick Devontae Freeman, so he's not taking a handcuff there. Uh, Ronald Jones at 8-4. Uh, the upside is there for him. Obviously, he really has to improve his pass catching to be, you know, considered on those third down, on that third down, um, for that third down role. Um, but, you know, we've seen that, we've seen running backs improve in the pass game from year to year. So it can happen, especially a young guy like, like Jones. Um, he's athletic, and he could be a guy taking a step forward in the year where, you know, after a year that Dirk Cutter just didn't like him at all and just didn't give him an opportunity, really. Uh, Miles Sanders at 8-5, high upside. Obviously, Jordan Howard um, probably is the number one running back there, but Miles Sanders is just simply more versatile. Um, he's simply better after the catch. Um, he's just more versatile than him. I think Miles Sanders is somebody that can come in and potentially slowly chip away at that lead back role in Philly, only because he's he's a guy that can play on for a second and third down, um, and you know even though a lot of talk is you know, there's a lot of talk about Jordan Howard, you know, the coaches saying like what like Jordan Howard has a catching problem. I don't know what I don't know what it is. They said the same thing in Chicago, they said the same thing in Philly. I guess just when it comes to game time, Jordan Howard just doesn't isn't able to do his thing in the passing game. Uh, I think in the last podcast, Draft Room Pod um, said something super interesting is that. Now, like not only do you have to have hands, but you need to have some. Yeah, you need to be able to do something after the catch. Um, and with Jordan Howard, if you notice, he catches the ball, he just like goes down. The guy's right there, so he doesn't have that quickness to just catch the ball and go. I think Miles Sanders would be a better fit for that offense in in in, in what they like to do. Um, but Drew Brees going right after Miles Sanders at eight six, good value there. Um, you know, that's really not bad at all. Sterling Shepard at eight seven, Deontay Foreman at eight eight. Um, Jared McKinnon at 8-9 I, I like that pick right there I think Jared McKinnon in a PPR league can provide value right off the bat this could be a two-man backfield and Tevin Coleman and Jared McKinnon and if that's the case both guys will have good value and I think McKinnon can easily secure an RB2 um, you know can be in every every week RB2 um, even if he's the 1B in that offense um, you know Shanahan got two guys who are super versatile and two guys who can be really good in the outside outside zone running scheme. Um, Jarek McKinnon, not the best running back, like, you know, pure runner in the league, you know, between the tackles type of guy, but um, on plays on outside zone, he's showing his career that he could do a good job. 
So um, he's a guy that could provide value right off the bat. Uh, in the eighth round, it's, it's pretty good depth, um, especially when you got a guy like Kareem Hunt the, the round before. You kind of want to shore that up a little bit, have a little bit better depth after drafting Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. Um, so after, after Jarek McKinnon, um, Matt DeFalco, one pick before me, Geronimo Allison. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just writing in, in the chat that I wanted Geronimo. Okay, so so let's see. So let's see who's on the board right now. At quarterback, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Wilson Kyler Murray, Camden, a whole bunch of guys. N not reaching there. At running back, Jordan Howard still on the board. Uh, in a PPR, I'm not so interested. Um, you got Sean McCoy, Carlos Hyde, Adrian Peterson, Devin Singletary, Isaiah Crowell, Damian Harris. Damian Harris, he's, his ADP is really rising right now. Um, at wide receiver, you got DK Metcalf, Larry Fitzgerald, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis. Oh man, this is this is super super tough for me. Uh, I got eight seconds to make a pick, and I'm just gonna go Larry. I'm gonna lock up those those slot wide receivers for Arizona. Um, you know he he's the best player on the board for me. He's likely going to be in the slot. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be in the slot. We just we kind of don't know what you know what the deal is there, whether he's going to be in the outside or not. Whether they'd rather have Isabella inside, um, but yeah, I just have the best player on the board available to me between DK Metcalf, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, D.D. Westbrook, Colin Sutton, Kiki QT. These are all a couple guys I like. I, I like Marvin Jones. I like Kiki QT. I like MVS as as a as a late round sleeper. But, you know, we're still in the eighth round right now, and I think there's a lot of damage that could be done. I, I didn't even look at tight end. Eric Ebron's still available. Jared Cook, Vance McDonald, David Njoku, Austin Hooper. Um, you know, guys I'm looking at, Austin Hooper, late. Um, who else? Jack Doyle, late. Chris Herndon, late. Um, those are kind of guys I, I'm okay with starting week one, to be honest. Um, so Jordan Howard went after me. Then another, another pick. He's going to have another pick right after Jordan Howard, and then I'm going to be on the clock. So I have an option here. In the ninth round, I can grab a guy like Eric Ebron, um, who's, who was being drafted in the fifth. Um, Jared Cook has tremendous upside in that offense, in that Saints offense. Get him in the ninth round, that's pretty good. And I might go in that direction if he's not being picked right now. Um, you know, we've seen tight ends flourish in that offense. I think Jared Cook's polished enough to be able to succeed as a... a, a Pretty consistent receiving option on that offense. So the upside is totally worth it here for me uh, if he comes around. Um, because when I look at wide receivers, I like a lot of these guys. But, you know, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I think I'm doing okay at running back Zeke, Fournette, Latavius, Murray. I should probably gather a little bit more depth here. Um, you know, I'm looking at a guy like Carlos Hyde. You know, he could be somebody who, you know, LaShawn McCoy got taken before Carlos Hyde. He has a lot of upside. Um, you know, if Damian, Damian Williams doesn't work out for whatever reason, Carl's Hyde is a huge, huge, you know, asset right there. He's an RB1 straight away. Um, but yeah, so Damian Harris is a guy I'm super intrigued with, but in the ninth round, it's a little bit too early for me. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go Jared Cook here. Um, I think he, he just kind of completes like, you know, when you have, I think I have a pretty solid team. So far, so when I look at in the ninth round, if I could kind of complete that with another potential top five tight end, 
I'm going to go for it. You know, I don't think Ebron is that guy just because Jack Doyle's, because of Jack Doyle's presence. And then you kind of hear a little bit about Mo Ali Cox as well. Um, he's not worth it. I think in the ninth round, he's still a great value because the potential of Doyle getting hurt again, or even Ebron just coming in for 25, 30% of snaps, but being like the most important snaps, the end zone snaps. And he gets those end zone targets. You know, if a tight end for you gets a touchdown in 40 yards in a game, you're, you're really happy. Um, so that, that could totally work out for you. But I just went with a guy who I think has a little bit more upside and has a higher floor, you know, potential floor going forward. We haven't seen him yet in this, in this offense, but I'm kind of taking a stab uh, in the ninth round, especially when you consider what he was able to do with a guy like Derek Carr last year. Um, he's a super athletic guy, and, you know, all, all the reports have been good on Jared Cook, so that's why I went in his direction. Uh, Corey Davis in the ninth round, that's, that's pretty good value right there. Even, like, you're, you're drafting Corey Davis at his lowest possible point. They had a horrible year last year. Corey Davis, he disappointed everybody. Um, you know, as the season went on, he disappointed even more and more and more because people had a little bit of hope. It just didn't work out with Corey Davis. So, you know, getting him ninth round isn't bad. Uh, a guy I would have drafted over Corey Davis is Didi Westbrook. He went right after him. Great pick right there. I think in a PPR league with John Filippo coming in, pass-happy offensive coordinator, um, you know, likes targeting the slot. Nick Foles likes targeting the slot. So, D.D. Westbrook is a guy that can take a little bit of a step forward, potentially grab 75 balls this year, um, would make him a wide receiver too easy. Um, Adrian Peterson went right after D.D. Westbrook uh, in the ninth round. Who knows what his role is going to be this year? We'll see. So Kiki Cutie in the ninth round. Those two guys, Kiki and D.D. Westbrook, are uh, two guys who are very intriguing uh, You know, at, at this spot in the draft. Um, you know, I was thinking about taking one of these guys over Larry, but I, it was, you know, I thought Larry was just a little bit a tier above them as far as, you know, production level and depend, dependability, especially in a high, uh, you know, high octane passing offense. So that's kind of why I went in that direction. But uh, D.D. Westbrook has the chance to be the number one wide receiver on that team, have the highest target share. Uh, Kiki Cutie probably won't have that because he has DeAndre Hopkins on the team, has Will Fuller as well. Um, but he can have a solid floor also. But DD is a guy who could potentially be the number one, have a 25% target share, which is which is huge. Um, Carson Wentz went right after Kiki Cutie at 9-7. Um, so we have Fantasy Coach on the clock. Uh, his team so far, Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Freeman, and Miles Sanders at running back. And then Odell Beckham, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, and, and MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling at... Uh, at wide receiver and Baker Mayfield at quarterback. So, you know, a little bit risky at wide receiver with Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, and MVS. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, and OBJ is a little risky too. So, but high upside guys. OBJ, obviously, upside is the wide receiver one. Um, Mike Williams has upside to be uh, low end wide receiver one, high end upside, ups, high end wide receiver two. Uh, Nikhil Harry, upside is there, I guess, because of the void. Um, at wide receiver for them, but I personally don't see it uh, this year. MVS uh, definitely has upside with Aaron Rodgers, no doubt about that. Uh, Marvin Jones went right after MVS, followed by Cortland Sutton. Um, a guy that I like more than Cortland Sutton is honestly Deshaun Hamilton. Um, you know, in the slot, you know, gathering those targets at the end of the last year, even though I understand Case Keenum loves targeting the slot, but he had nine and a half targets um, per game once Emmanuel Sanders went down and was able to handle it pretty well. Even though they were low, you know, low depth of target throws, Joe Flacco has shown that um, you know he's able to you know kind of find those slot wide receivers um, and 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 make it work. Even though 
you know, he might not be throwing it deep. Quilton Sutton's that guy. He has a good deep ball. Um, he likes throwing 50-50 jump balls, and Quilton Sutton can be, you know, good good value. But in a PPR league, I might go with a slot guy, personally. Um, Austin Hooper, at the end of the ninth round, I think if I didn't grab Jared Cook, I think Austin Hooper might have been the next guy that I'm looking at just because with Dirk Cutter coming in, he's always had a tight end perform in his offense, um, you know, going through the years. So Austin Hooper's a guy I like making a step forward. I think he had like 70 receptions last year. Um, so he can build on that. I think he's quietly improving. Um, and a good offense and a pass-happy offense, I think he can he can take a step forward and, and be a little bit more consistent than he was last year. Uh, Kyler Murray at 912 uh, David Njoku at 10-1. The thing is with David Njoku, like his talent is just like ridiculous, right? But you have all these other guys, and you know they saw that they they really you saw that they really spread the ball around last year between Jarvis Landry, um, you know the the running backs, David Njoku, um, you know Callaway, Higgins. They just they just spread the ball around, uh, and now with OBJ coming in. Uh, gathering a really high percentage of that target share potentially. Then you have Jarvis Landry. Um, you still have the guy, you know, Callaway. You still have Higgins. Um, you know, it, what kind of target share is Njoku going to get? That's that's really my only concern uh, with him. And then you consider the running backs too. So um, after David Njoku, Russell Wilson going at 10-2. That's legit right there. Cam Newton going at 10-3. That's good value as well. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, like, he, he always gets it done. Uh not a high volume passing offense, unfortunately, but you know he's a guy who gets it done on the ground. He's efficient, um, so he kind of gets those numbers for you either way, whether it's a pass happy uh, offense or not. Um, and I think this year they might unleash him a little bit because they, if they if they did a good job and they looked back at last year, they would have looked and, and saw that Russell Wilson had room to improve, not room to improve, but room to do more. Um, he just played a great season last year and. They might, have had, they might have been able to give him a little bit more opportunity. I think they do that this year. Um, Damian Harris going at 10-4. I think that's a decent value for him. You know, you're kind of reaching for, going for that upside of him being their goal line back. And then the higher upside of him taking over Sonny Michelle's role, which is, it's possible. Um, Vance McDonald going at 10-5. Not a bad value there. You're kind of seeing, you know, you're kind of gauging and seeing like, hey, like, Antonio Brown's, you know, vacating 180 targets. So where's that going to go? And a lot of it can go to McDonald. Now, we haven't really seen Big Ben target the tight end a shit ton during a season, but McDonald's very talented. He has big playability. He was coming off some injuries. Uh, now he's kind of going into the season, I think, relatively healthy. So, so he can definitely be a you know top seven tight end potentially. And you know if that if that target volume is there for him, it could definitely happen. We just don't know where that's gonna where, where that's gonna go. Whether it's gonna go to you know a guy like James Washington, Dante Moncrief. Um, more for the running backs, we just we kind of don't know uh, what happens there. Um, but Eric Ebron in the tenth is so ridiculous. Um, I mean, he his ADP was like fifth round, sixth round, and now falling all the way to the tenth. And I think I've been talking a lot of shit about Eric Ebron, and this is my this is a mock draft that a lot of my like I, people who follow me like you know that they're in this draft with me, so maybe that's why. They, they didn't take him. I literally wrote in the chat, Ebron the 10th is nice because it is. Like, I don't hate the player. I just hate ADPs Like sometimes. Like, the value is there. The upside is there. Like, even if he's, you know, just getting end zone looks, like, it's still worth a 10th round pick. Even if he's not playing, like, you know, 65, 70% of snaps. Even if he's playing, like, 25, 30% of snaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a no-brainer at that point if you needed a tight end. Um, 
So Carlos Hyde, Anthony Miller, Peyton Barber went right after me. Um, I mean, sorry, not right after me, but after Eric Ebron. Um, so I'm one pick away right now. Um, quarterbacks on the board, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Rivers, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, a bunch of guys. Um, at running back, Devin Singletary, Isaiah Crowell. So DK Metcalf just went right before me. High upside guy. I might have thought about it, honestly. Um, but I think there might be other guys on the board. Uh, Crowell, Madison, Jay Ajayi, Naheem Hines, Deion Lewis, uh, and then a bunch of bunch of backups, pretty much. Um, there might be some high upside guys there somewhere, <laughs> if I keep scrolling down, that I can't think of at the moment. Uh, but let me look at what's available at wide receiver. Uh, Golden Tate, that's a screaming value right there. Um, high, you know, potential high volume out of the slot. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, Curtis Samuel, James Washington, Emmanuel Sanders. So the guy that I'm looking at here, um, I like, I love Paris Campbell. But if I can get two guys that I think can get, uh, uh, you know, a lot of volume, I think I'm going to go with oh, Deshaun Jackson. is super tempting as well. Um, the, the wide receivers I have, I can, can I use a little bit of upside or would I rather go safe floor here? Uh, oh, whoops. Don't say it. Oops. Who did they draft? Oh, they drafted Jameson for me. Oops. Ran out of time. I'm fine with it. Jameis is my quarterback. It's, it's fine. Um, not the end of the world. Um, I should have picked. Uh, I, so with the guys that I was looking at right there was Golden Tate and, and Paris Campbell. What I was going to do was like, I literally clicked on Golden Tate's name, but I didn't draft him. I was going to draft Golden Tate there and then Paris Campbell. Um, the guys I would have picked here are Golden Tate. Well, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson was the guy that I was really looking at here. Um, you know, for the for a little bit of upside, Paris Campbell is a guy that I really like as well. Um, so let's let's see who comes who comes back to me if Golden Tate comes back to me or not. Um, but if I had to choose right here, I'll probably go with the upside of Paris Campbell to be honest, just because I want to see what it looks like in a mock. Right? It's a little bit early in the eleventh round for me. I think uh, Philip Rivers went right after me, by the way. Um, but Deshaun Jackson on the board too, man. I don't think I can go. I. I I think Deshaun Jackson's upside is just too high. Um, Philly's offense can take a step forward, you know. Um, so I think I think I'm gonna go D-Jax if he's available with my next pick here. Even though I love Paris Campbell, you know, even though Deshaun Jackson isn't really a PPR type of guy, I think that you know the the upside is is too high to, to ignore. So let's see what he does here. I like the QBs. Later on, wanted to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, but yeah, so I think this guy's auto-drafting, it seems like, because his time's running up and he has a terrible team. Um, James Washington went next. So um, for me, Curtis Samuel is a guy I'm looking at as well. It's, it's too tempting here. Um, It's really tempting to go. Paris Campbell is probably a little bit of a reach here, so I'm probably going to go between De Golden Tate and Deshaun Jackson. Um, I like the upside of Deshaun Jackson, so that, that's where I'm going to go. So, yeah. 
So that's where I went. I went to Sean Jackson as my fifth wide receiver um, in the 11th round. Around this like 11th, 12th round, it's kind of you kind of have to have your guys, right? And kind of when you're coming into your draft, you kind of know like, oh shit, like these guys are probably gonna be the guys on the board. You kind of you want to have them ranked up. You kind of know what you're gonna choose do between like rounds one and seven, kind of have your guys. But after that, it gets a little dicey. So I would recommend going into the draft, you know, you kind of go with your high upside guys and guys that you really like around that spot, and you kind of just rank them. Because you're going to get to a spot where, like, for me, I'm like, all right, who do I go with? Deshaun Jackson, Golden Tate, um, Paris Campbell, who I love. Paris Campbell is just, like, more like a like a love. Like, you know, like he's kind of like my love affair on the side. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have Golden Tate. You know, you have... You know, for me, in the 11th round, Deshaun Jackson's on the board. Golden Tate's on the board. Um, a guy I really like, Paris Campbell, is on the board. Um, Paris Campbell's kind of like, my, you know, my love affair, like on the side. You know, so he's, like, he's like my side chick who, like, I, you know, he's the guy I really want. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, you have Golden Tate, you know, who's, like, super dependable, you know, and reliable. Um, you have a guy like Deshaun Jackson who's, like, really, really, really good upside. You know what I mean? So, and those two picks make a lot of sense. But Paris Campbell's like, you know, I see you, Paris Campbell. Like, like I want you, you know, because, you, you know, you're associated with Andrew Luck. You're in the slot. Um, and you could potentially have, you know, like 70 receptions this year, 75 receptions this year. The upside is real. Um, and you can be looked at in the red zone too because Andrew Luck throws it to everybody. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. But I went with Deshaun Jackson in this mock because I'm like, you know what, let me just reach for the upside. I went Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald in the seventh and eighth rounds. Um, you know, so Jared Cook, then James Winston was my auto pick by accident. Whoops. Uh, but yeah, so like, I'm fine with that. You know, my wide receivers are Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and then Deshaun Jackson. So kind of want to balance it as I go along. Um, don't have too much running back depth right now. Uh, Zeke, Fournette, Latavius Murray, that's it. That's all I got. So like, I really got to get some running back depth here, honestly. Um, the guys on the board still, Devin, Devin Singletary, um, Naheem Hines, Deion Lewis, Darwin Thompson, Justice Hill, Giovanni Bernard, Malcolm Brown. So, you know, for me, like, Malcolm Brown has really good handcuff value if I have Todd Gurley, I think. Uh, Matt Breida, um, he might be the odd man out in that 49ers backfield as far as, like, who's going to be active on game day, who's going to have a big role. I really think that, you know, it'll be between Coleman and McKinnon, and then you have a guy like Mostert being active because he's playing on special teams. Um, Kalen Balazs. You know, has potential, you know, a potential, like, room to get a huge role in that backfield. But we just kind of don't know how that's going to shake out either. Um, yeah, so, like, that's, I don't see, you know, Raquel Armstead could potentially, since I have Leonard Fournette, maybe I, I want to cuff him with Raquel Armstead just to kind of make sure that I kind of, you know, if Fournette were to go down, who's going to step up? And it's probably going to be Armstead. Um, you know, if I'm... If I'm personally drafting Leonard Fournette and I can get a guy like Raquel Armstead um, in back around at 12-11, if he, he probably won't drop to that. He, I could probably get him even later, but kind of want to lock that up, right? I know that I'm getting Fournette at a value, but at the same time, we know that he is his one downside is his one downside is being injury prone. Um, and if I could kind of lock up that backfield and Raquel Armstead potentially being their three down guy. Um, if Fournette were to go down, that kind of that's a win-win for me, and I'm protecting my early round investment. Um, so that's that's not a bad strategy there. Um, Mike Davis, 
maybe he'll have a role. Um, Chris Thompson, Frank Gore, C.J. Anderson, Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams, uh, Jalen Richard might have a role in PPR leagues. Um, you know, he'll be probably be the three, third down passing down guy. Uh, Elijah McGuire doesn't have a role really. Um, yeah, so that's really it. I'm looking. I'm really looking down this list right here. Um, nothing. Nothing crazy. Um, let me see if I can grab one of my running backs. I think. Um, so, since I have Zeke, I think a guy, Tony Pollard, can be a three-down like three-down handcuff to Zeke. So he's a guy that I'll, I'll be looking at to draft like super, super late. Um, you know, once I'm in like the 14th round, he'll be about, like my last pick. Um, but yeah, those are guys. Those are the kind of guys I'm looking at. Like if I can handcuff both Zeke and Fournette, like I think I'll be all right. Like I don't have to get too much depth, even though I would rather have a little bit more. Because, you know, what about bye weeks, this and that. But I'll probably end up picking up picking up some guys on the waiver wire. Um, you know, I don't think that will be such a big deal. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm looking at the rest of this running back. Who's available running back and none of them. I mean, Devin Singletary has some upside. You know, but LaShawn McCoy is there. He can get hurt. So, that's there's some, there's some possibilities there. He might be a, a good guy to grab right now just because I could use some depth. Um, and something can happen week one. You never know. He might have a role. He might have a bigger role than we think. Um, the Sean McQuay is getting older. So uh, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen in that backfield. They did draft him early. Um, so that's that's one option. I don't see the upside in any of these other guys after him. Um, so that's that's a guy I'm keeping my eye on right now. Um, at, at wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders obviously not going there. But Paris Campbell might be on the board coming back to me. Um, and that would be... Amazing, um, if that happens because I'm I'm looking at him. So, uh, you know, if he does come back to me, he's probably a guy I'm looking at. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, um, I like him. I'm just saying that I would probably draft him over Cortland Sutton, but at the same in a PPR league. But at the same time, do I tr try? Do I trust Joe Flacco to keep him consistent every week? Not really. Um, even though I do believe that he he is talented. Um, so let's see. Um, Andy, Andy Isabella is another guy I like. You know what I should do? I should grab every Arizona wide receiver and just see how it plays out. That's it. I'm going to draft Andy Isabella at some point this, in this draft as well. Um, I already drafted Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going to draft Isabella too. Why not? It has to be somebody, right? Um, but yeah, so Josh Gordon is a guy I'm looking at um, as a late round flyer as well. Um, he can come back this year. He can. So he can be, he can be, he'll be a full, it'll be a full year in the offense as well. So, um, so let's see. So let me recap a little bit. So where were we? Um, so after David and Joku, I think we're going this way. Yeah, no, we're going this way. So after Deshaun Jackson went Curtis Samuel, Jared Goff, uh, Alexander Madison, um, Golden Tate, Isaiah Crowell, Dak Prescott, Tyrell Williams, Devin Funches. Dante Moncrief in the 11th round could pay huge dividends if he's truly the wide receiver too there. Marquise Goodwin, Robert Foster, Naheem Hines, Giovanni Bernard, TJ Hawkinson in the 12th round, not bad. Um, Deion Lewis, Devin Singletary, guy I was looking at. Uh, Josh Allen, great value in the 12th round. If I didn't go Jameis in the 10th, I would probably be looking at a guy like Josh Allen a couple rounds later. Zay Jones in the 12th, three bills in this round. Um, no. Four bills in this round. Robert Foster, Devin Singletary, Josh Allen, and Zay Jones. 
Um, another guy in the division, Devontae Parker. Um, another guy in the division, Zay Jones. Uh, but yeah, so, no, who else? Yeah, that's it. So yeah, so now we're at the pick right before me. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't pick Paris Campbell. And if he doesn't, that's the guy I'm going to roll with here. Um, even though I'm not so big on, I don't have that much running back depth, which kind of sucks. But I feel like I can grab a guy like Raquel Armstead. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I could be just fine. I could grab a guy like Tony Pollard and be fine as well. So I'm going to probably pick, I'm probably going to end up going Paris Campbell here. Um, and then coming back around, either go Josh Gordon or go with one of those handcuff running backs. That's kind of kind of what, I, what I'm going for. So Ben Roethlisberger got chosen right, chosen right before me, um, even though he already had Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I'm going to go Paris Campbell. That's my guy. That's my guy. Super happy about that. 12th round, Paris Campbell. End of 12th round, let's go. Um, so coming back around to me, um, you know, we'll see who's available, but Josh Gordon is kind of leaping off the page to me as a guy that has huge upside. Uh, Traquan Smith has a little bit of upside as well. Uh, Demarcus Robinson has huge upside, uh, and he could be my Tyreek Hill handcuff a little bit. You know, he could be a guy who's on the field the entire time uh, if Tyreek Hill's off off the uh, you know um, off the field for for those six games. So it's totally possible that Demarcus Robinson is the guy playing. If Tyreek Hill misses six games, for example, you know, I'm looking at Demarcus Robinson here on the 13th round um, in this 14th round uh, PPR league with no kickers and no defenses. Um, I'm looking at Demarcus Robinson because, you know, we can assume that it's Nicole Hardman seeing the field um, if Tyreek Hill's off the field. And since I already drafted Tyreek Hill, I might want a little bit of insurance and maybe Demarcus Robinson can be the guy over... Nicole Hartman, who already, you know, he already had he already has rapport with Patrick Patrick Mahomes. As we saw that last year. Since I already drafted Tyreek Hill, I'm looking at Demarcus Robinson here, um, super late, because you know if if Tyreek Hill misses six games, it could be Demarcus Robinson seeing the field a lot more than Nicole Hartman as a rookie. Um, Nicole Hartman, you know, he profiles as the Tyreek Hill replacement, but. Tyreek Hill doesn't have a role on this offense. There is no Tyreek Hill role. Tyreek Hill created that role, right? So, like, I don't think McCall Harmon is just going to step into that because he's not Tyreek Hill. Um, the offense can change a little bit to shift towards something else, um, it, but it might not be towards McCall Harmon. So, Demarcus Robinson is a guy who, who had a little bit of rapport, catching three touchdowns at the end of the year with Patrick Mahomes, um, and he can be on the field with Sammy Watkins. So, he's a guy that I'm looking at right now. So, um... Emmanuel Sanders got taken right after me, and I can totally understand that pick right there. Um, at running back, I, I want to potentially grab my handcuff, but my handcuff might not be drafted, um, which is totally fine. So, like, if, if my handcuff isn't going to be drafted and he's going to be sitting on the waiver wire, I might just, I might just, I might just, you know, let him sit on the waiver wire, and I can pick him up after like week one or week two if I don't have anybody else to pick up. So. With 30 seconds left, I'm going to go ahead and scroll all the way down to Josh Gordon. Take him there. Um, and then coming back around, I'll probably end up grabbing one of my handcuffs with my last pick in the 14th round. Remember, the, the reason why this last pick is the 14th round is because um, 
because there's no kickers or defenses in this particular draft. Um, so yeah. So, so far, my team is looking like, uh, at running back, I have three running backs only in, 14, in 13 rounds. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Latavius Murray. Um, at wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Paris Campbell, and Josh Gordon. Uh, that's pretty legit right there. At quarterback, I have Jameis Winston. At tight end, I have Jared Cook. Not bad. Not bad right, right there. Starting lineup. Perfectly fine. Um, is the running back depth is really my only issue here, um, but I'll take it because I'll be starting three studs. I mean, not three studs, but three legit wide receivers. Have another, have probably another wide receiver in my, in my flex or Latavius Murray in a couple of weeks if he proves that he's able to you know fulfill that role that Mark Ingram had and those other early down goal line type of backs have had as well in that Saints offense. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting. So. After Josh Gordon uh, went Jay Ajayi for whatever reason, uh, Delaney Walker went after him. Uh, good round, good 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 pick in the thirteenth round. Like, you know, it, I don't think his injury is a, is one that is repeatable. He's a little bit older, but some tight ends when they're older they 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 continue to you know do their thing, especially good tight ends. So he might have a couple years left. Totally possible. Uh, Matt Breida went right after Delaney. Kalen Balage, huge upside there. Um, we don't know what his role is going to be, but you know there, there's a, a void in that Dolphins backfield. Um, I personally think Kenyon Drake can handle a three-down workload, uh, but Caleb Lodge might be showing something in camp that we don't know about. Um, we just don't really know what's going to happen in that backfield right now. Um, so yeah, so Sean Dempsey's up right now. Um, let's see, let's go over these teams a little bit. So Kessman for uh, Saquon Barkley. Kenyon Drake, Jordan Howard, LaShawn McCoy as his running backs, uh, at, at wide receiver, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry, James Washington, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, and Evan Ingram. Now, I think he auto-drafts, so I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, not count that because, like, it doesn't seem like uh, he took, he left, he he's doing this draft. Like, I think Kessman is in the chat, but I don't know if he's actually making the picks. But so... Uh, I'm going to not really grade that one. Um, I mentioned my team already. Matt's team, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Damian Williams at running back. Those guys, Mark Ingram uh, and, and Jay Ajayi at the end. Uh, wide receiver, he has Cooper Cup, Will Fuller, uh, Geronimo Allison, Corey Davis, DK Metcalf, Curtis Samuel. Not bad, not bad. Um, and, and Zach Ertz as his tight end. Uh, Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. Um then you have, uh, I don't know who this guy is. Oh, uh, Racicot, Racicot, 1523. Um, at running back, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, Jerk McKinnon, Peyton Barber. Pretty good depth right there. Um, good, decent starters with Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. Um, uh, wide receiver, Galladay, Todd Lockett, Sam Watkins. His wide receiver core can definitely use some work um, there. Uh, but uh, brute force football. Uh, Devonte Adams, Antonio Brown, 
Robert Woods, Dante Pettis, Anthony Miller, Zay Jones. That's a legit wide receiver core right there, I think. At running back, Aaron Jones, Darius Geis, Deontay Foreman, Adrian Peterson, Alexander Madison, and Matt Breida. Obviously looking for some upside there. Aaron Jones as your RB1 could be a little bit better, but at the same time, Darius Geis, you know, can do something. Deontay Foreman can take over that role, but there's a lot of ifs uh, in that situation there. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, doesn't have a tight end yet, and it doesn't matter because he can probably find a good one uh, super late anyway. Um, Denny touchdown. Denny TD at wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins. Chris Godwin. Sterling Shepard. Kiki QT. Golden Tate. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, Chris Godwin as my wide receiver too. Not bad. Would prefer him as my wide receiver three, but he took Marlon Mack and Derrick Henry. Um, so, you know, not bad. Sterling Shepard, Kiki QT, you know, really went for those PPR guys, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, went Travis Kelsey in the second round, so he has that tight end, you know, positional advantage there. Um, Marlon Mack and Derrick Henry, you know, going for that upside with Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense. Uh, in a PPR league, he, I don't know how much opportunity he's going to get in the passing game, but if, if he is the main guy in that offense, uh, in that backfield, you know, between him and Deion Lewis, he can put up elite numbers as he's shown at the end of last year. Uh, but, you know, it's possible that Deion Lewis maintains some sort of role just because of how more, how much more versatile he is. Um, uh, so, yeah, so so running back situation is good, but a little bit of risk. Um, Sean Dempsey, his running back situation, David Johnson, James Conner, James White, Isaiah Corral, Devin Singletary. Um, not bad, you know, between David Johnson and James Conner. There's some talk about James Conner potentially not having that three-down roll, um, that every down roll this year. Who knows? They could totally revert back to their ways. And Mike Tomlin can do his thing and use James Conner in that like 85% to 90% of snap type of role, and he could he could be a steal at 2-6. Um, but a little bit of risk at the same time. Um, at wide receiver, he has uh, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey as your wide receiver three is not bad. Deshaun Hamilton, uh, super late as his wide receiver four. Uh, O.J. Howard at tight end. Uh, quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Carson Wentz. He also drafted Eric Ebron too. Um, in, in like the ninth round, which is amazing value. Uh, the fantasy coach, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Freeman, Miles Sanders, Deion Lewis, Justice Hill. That's, that's a good running back core right there. Uh, Gordon, Jacobs, Freeman. Freeman as your RB3, I'm fine with that. Getting him in the middle of the fourth round, I'm cool with it. You know, as long as those other guys are off the board, like Mark Ingram. No, I'm sorry, like Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, carry on. I want all those guys off the board before I consider Freeman. And they were. And he he, he has upside, but his injury history scares me a little bit. But as a, your, your running back three, I'm with it. Uh, Mike Williams as your, as your wide receiver two behind Odell Beckham Jr. Not bad. Um, he definitely has that upside. I prefer him as a wide receiver three, but you went ahead and went for that upside for your running back three with Freeman. And that might be end up proving more valuable. Uh, Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, um, Nikhil Harry, Ma uh, Marquez Valdez Scaling as your next next wide receivers. I like that. That's legit. Uh, Damien, I'm sorry, uh, Vance McDonald as your tight end, Dak Prescott as your backup quarterback, Deion Lewis, Justin Hill. Like I said, Kenny Stills, some more upside right there. That's that's legit. I, I like this team right here. Fantasy coach, nice job, dude. Um, Eric. At wide receiver, you got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, and then AJ Green. Like I mentioned, that's a that's a trio right there that could be killer. Getting AJ Green the four, at four four is is super legit. Recency bias is playing into that ADP like crazy. Um, took Patrick Mahomes in the third round too, so didn't take any running backs in the first four rounds. Then went Chris Carson, 
Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead. Those are the guys that he's going for. He drafted three Patriots running backs trying to find that right guy. For me, the strategy isn't that. The strategy is just taking the cheapest one. Um, even though the cheapest one is Rex Burkhead, I might have gone with Damian Harris, even though his ADP did rise a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like a legit team as well, man. Uh, Cast FX, Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell. Let me see if I'm up yet. No, not yet. Uh, in my last pick. <laughs> Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, 1-2 punch. That's legit. Getting Le'Veon at 2-3, that's pretty good right there. Um, so uh, Austin Eckler, Ido Smith, uh, Giovanni Bernard, and Jalen Richard. Uh, handcuffing um, uh, Joe Mixon with Gio. I can totally understand that. But the Bengals did draft a couple running backs this year. Um, and I don't think that, that Giovanni Bernard is necessarily the uh, you know three-down handcuff this year at, at, at anymore um, because they did draft like a guy like Travion Williams who's very capable in all three downs, um, and he's a guy who could be even more valuable than Giovanni Bernard, even though Bernard has proved that he could provide a lot of value um, you know, at that spot you know, if Joe Mason were to go down, but it's not the case anymore. There's a little bit, there's a couple more guys in that backfield that, that have a shot at, at, at winning that job. So Gio isn't the clear handcuff at this point. Um, so yeah, so now, and then with at wide receiver, Brandon Cook, Stephen Diggs, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, Devin Funches, Michael Gallup. I like that. That's, that's legit. Um, Brandon Cooks and Stephen Diggs are going to hold you down. Robbie Anderson can be a guy that outscores both of them. Yeah, I said it. Um, it's possible. Um, so yeah, I love that, that those three wide receivers are legit and I, and I like being able to grab them, having those three guys plus Mixon, Bell, Hunter Henry in the six, first six rounds. I think you nail those first six rounds, uh, easy. Uh, I pick in two picks. Okay. Uh, then Max went Juju, um, DJ Moore, Dante Moncrief at Debo as his four wide receivers. And then Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Philip Lindsay, De Tevin Coleman, Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, and Naheem Hines at running back. A little bit risky there at running back, you know. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of those guys can work out. Like David Montgomery can work out as a three-down back. Uh, Nick Chubb, if they remain in positive game scripts and they keep feeding him the ball, he could do well as uh, he can do well too. So there's a lot of upside there. Tevin Coleman, um, I, I, I like it, you know. Um, DJ Moore as your wide receiver too might be a little bit um, I, I love DJ Moore. I think he's a great talent. Um, he could take a step forward, uh, but I don't know if I want to trust him as a wide receiver too, especially when I don't have a guy who comes up after him. My next best guy is Dante Moncrief and then Debo Samuel. So that's that's you know that's a little bit risky for me, uh, but hopefully you might be able to grab a guy uh, you know on the waiver wire that that helps you out with as you know as your wide receiver three. Um, so my pick is coming up right now um so i just want to show that i you know i have a tight end i have a quarterback uh, malcolm brown was taken right before me um that was good that was a good upside pick so i'm probably gonna go with one of my handcuffs so i can either go with raquilla armstead um or i could go with um chase edmonds who's a really good handcuff but i don't have david johnson um So I'm probably going to go, since I have Zeke, I'm probably just going to go totally Tony Pollard and, you know, call it a day. I think he's, he's going to be their three-down handcuff. If I, I'm protecting my first-round investment right there. Um, and that's it. That's my draft. Um, so I just want to tell everybody, um, 
I'm making a video reviewing everyone's draft. Okay, um, now the last, so the last thing I didn't do was uh, Fatboy, Fatboy311. Um, his running backs are Dalvin Cook, Kerryon Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Daryl Henderson, Jalen Samuels. Uh, at wide receiver, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Nicole Hardman, Marquise Goodwin, Robert Foster. Um, you know, Mike Evans and Calvin Ridley, great picks. Dalvin Cook, Kerryon Johnson, great picks. Um, Tariq Cohen, I think his, his value takes a little bit of a hit this year. Uh, Daryl Henderson, like I mentioned before, you're really, really only shooting for that upside. He can have a role, you know, with Todd Gurley being a complement, you know, in that in that offense. But if Gurley were to go down, I don't think he has that um, that surefire handcuff, um, you know, handcuff role, you know, behind Gurley. I think Malcolm Brown plays plays a role as well. So when you know, if you look at McCole Harmon, I mentioned him as well. Jalen Samuels can be a guy that could have a huge role in that offense, but you know, there, there just isn't enough, uh, you know, after Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, carry on, and Dalvin Cook, there isn't anybody who has, like, a secure role. I guess Tariq Cohen has a secure role, but I don't think it's high enough, especially if, you know, their rookie Montgomery takes a whole lot of, of that work away. I think the, one of the reasons why Tariq Cohen saw a huge, you know, workload last year was because they didn't, they didn't trust Jordan Howard in passing situations. So with Montgomery being a little more versatile, defenses now have to kind of guess what they're going to do. And you don't want to be in that situation as a defense against a guy like Matt Nagy. Um, Kyler Murray and, and in the ninth, ninth round, that's really good. David Njoku in the 10th round as well. Um, uh, yeah, L legit. Uh, taking Greg Olson the thir 13th as insurance, I think that's a good bet too. Uh, yeah, so the last pick was Marquise Brown. So that's it, man. So I go over my team once again. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Latavius Murray as my running backs. Tony Pollard is a guy that I think can, can be the handcuff for Zeke. Um, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Paris Campbell, and Josh Gordon are my wide receivers. I think that's legit right there. Um, uh, then at, at tight end, I have Jared Cook. And at quarterback, I have Jameis Winston. And that's it. That's all I got. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Um, this is it right here. Uh, I'll probably I might post this on my, on my on my page or something like that, so you can take a quick look. Um, appreciate you guys. Take it easy. See you later.